0: Hello, and welcome to the Tea with Tresetta podcast. I invite you to join me each week where I'll share the training, encouragement, and answers you need to be successful in your purpose, as well as interview some awesome women of faith walking fully in their God-given purpose through entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Tresetta Alexander, faith-based business coach and founder of Sister Spotters. I believe you can be wildly successful without competing or compromising your beliefs. Let's dive in. Hey there, Purpose Pursuer Tresetta Alexander here, your host of Tea with Tresetta. I'm excited to share with you an interview that I had with Jessica Yeary. Um, she is a local attorney here in the Tallahassee area, and I had an opportunity to chat with her about the importance of advocacy and breaking the cycle of recidivism, as well as her bid for public defender. Let me tell you a little bit about Jessica. She has dedicated her career to criminal defense since being admitted to the Florida Bar back in 2009. She spent the first nine years of her profession zealously representing the indigent accused as an assistant public defender in Tallahassee. This year, Miss Yuri. Joined an elite group of attorneys when she became a Florida Bar-certified specialist in the criminal law trial, excuse me, in criminal trial law. She is passionate about criminal justice reform and leadership. She's currently serving as the president of the Tallahassee chapter of the Florida Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers. She is also an active member of the Tallahassee Bar Association. And so having greatly benefited from mentorship early on in her own career, Jessica is committed to supporting young advocates and aspiring attorneys. So she mentors law students through FSU Law Association. Laws Association of Criminal Justice and through Tallahassee Women Lawyers. She also uses her trial experience or expertise to coach the trial team at FSU Law School and she assists high schoolers through the TWL sponsored. Pace Center for Girls mock, mock trial program and I can truly attest to that particular program cuz I did my social work internship at Pace Center for Girls and so the girls really appreciate that opportunity to learn more about law and get it an inside peak um, Jessica is an attorney at Caminas and Yeri PA where she partners with her husband Ryan Yeri in bringing justice for their personal for their personal injury and criminally accused clients. Originally from Cape Coral, Florida, she received her bachelor's in criminology from the University of Florida in Gainesville and a Juris Doctorate from Stetson University College of Law in Gulfport, which is where she and her husband met and got married. After law school, the Yuris decided to venture back to Ryan's hometown of Tallahassee, where they have now settled down to raise their family. And when she's not advocating for her clients or giving her time to local or- organizations, Miss Yuris can be found on the baseball and football fields in the town, cheering on her two sons. Now, before we get into the conversation Jessica and I had, I want to share with you some exciting news. I have partnered with Kimmy Johnson, the founder and chief editor of Purpose Driven Women Magazine, to put on an event called Kingdom Girls Rock. And this is the Kingdom Girls Rock conference is more than just a conference. It is a gathering. It is an experience. Um, That we're creating for um, so that we can bring together a community of women who love God and are kingdom minded. And this two event, two day event, has been designed to nourish you spirit, soul and body for the pursuit of your kingdom purpose. And we have a theme of together we can because we believe that when you come together in a spirit of unity that we can achieve so much more than when we try to work on our own and in our own strength and so I wanted to share with you that event is going to be April 3rd and fourth here in the t- greater Tallahassee area the location is to be determined but we have opened up two calls one we have opened up an opportunity for you to share your talent, because on Friday night, the first day of the conference, we are going to be doing a night of worship, and we are calling all praisers, praise singers, praise dancers, mimes, poets. Um, if you have a talent, a gift um, that you want to share with the world, For the purpose of building up the kingdom and glorifying God, we want you to participate in our night of worship, as well as we've opened the call for speaker sponsors. So we are looking for speakers to speak on three different aspects or three different areas of life, whether it is spirit, soul, or body. So if that fits your signature talk or the thing that you are most passionate about, we would love to have you apply to be a speaker sponsor for the Kingdom Girls Rock Conference. You can find all the information on how to apply to speak or how to apply to be a uh, talent for the night of worship. We also have limited vendor av- availability vendor opportunities available for you as well. So you can find all the information about that at Kingdom Girls Rock Conference.com. That's KingdomGirlsRockConference.com. Rock And I'll have as usual, I'll have all the links to everything we discuss in the show as well as to the Kingdom Girls Rock Conference. I'll have all of that in the show notes. And so listen in and enjoy the chat that I had with Jessica Yeary. Welcome back to another episode of Tea with Tresetta. This is your host, Tresetta Alexander. And today I am sitting down with attorney Jessica Yeary. And um, Jessica and I connected live in person a few months ago at an event. And um, we recently had an opportunity to sit down and have a coffee chat. And I just had to have her on the podcast because i think she has a powerful powerful message and a powerful story and so welcome to tea with Rosetta, jessica so glad to have you you.
1: thank you so much i really appreciate this so thank you
0: oh you're very welcome i'm so excited to have you here so i like to start my show out with some rapid fire questions it gives (laughs) an opportunity to kind of get warmed up get used to chatting and it gives My listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit. Ready? So, a little bit better. So, (laughs) are you ready?
1: Yes, ma'am. I'm
0: ready. Okay.
1: Where did you grow up? In Cape Coral, Florida. It's down near um, on the Gulf Coast near Fort Myers.
0: And where do you live now? In Tallahassee,
1: North Side, kind of off Cary Forest over there, by Desoto Trail Elementary.
0: And this is the Tia Trasada show. Mm -hmm. And so I need to know. What is your favorite drink? Are you tea or coffee? I am coffee. I
1: it's it's 100% coffee and I can drink coffee at any point in the day, all day, <laughs> it's coffee.
0: Now, are you a black coffee drinker or are you like a little something something? A little
1: something something, definitely.
0: Okay. Well, what's your favorite pastime?
1: Lately it's been, since it's the fall, it's just been sports. I enjoy so much just watching football and baseball. My boys are getting into sports of their own, so we've been doing football and little league and just being outside with family and watching the boys has really been my pastime. It's just my time out and my peace to just be out there watching.
0: Yeah, Pop Warner is quite time intensive, isn't it? It is, it
1: is. Um, And so, you know, this is our first kind of jump into Pop Warner football, but I grew up um, at the football field as a cheerleader. So it's been really nice to kind of see that aspect and just the other parents and spending time with everybody is just so much fun to be out there.
0: Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And then last one, what book besides the Bible has had the greatest impact on your life? It is
1: Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. Um, it's Just Mercy, a story of justice and redemption. But Brian Stevenson is um, the attorney who runs the Equal Justice Initiative in Alabama. And this book has, it was exactly what I needed at a time that I needed it uh, in my profession. And there's also, I'll do a plug for him the movie's coming out in December, and they just released the trailer of the book. Um, and it is everything. I quote it routinely. Um, I read it routinely, and it, it changed my outlook and also gave me what I needed.
0: So since you mentioned you quote it regularly, what's your favorite quote from the book?
1: From that one, and I wrote it down just to make sure I said it right, but it is that proximity has taught me some basic and humbling truths, including this vital lesson, each one of us is more than the worst thing we've ever done.
0: I love that. I love that. Is I that quoted- not the epi- yeah. Is that not the epitome of mercy? Sure. Oh my gosh. I love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. Well, um, I will definitely put a link to the book in the show mm-hmm. notes. So for those of you who might want to go grab a copy of the book, I definitely want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have that in the show available in the show notes. All right. So let's really dive in. Sure. Why don't you, we know a little bit about you, but tell, tell everyone a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Okay.
1: So I am a criminal defense attorney and I spent the last nine years as an attorney in the public defender's office. I think we all hear about, you know, prosecutors and judges and oftentimes just the criminal defense lawyer is not someone that is talked about or that you hear from oftentimes. Um, it has been my career focus. It has been everything I've ever wanted to do. And as a public defender, I had you know, a significant case load. You're in the courtroom every day, you're doing depositions, you're meeting with clients, you're visiting clients at the jail, you're talking to the prosecutor. In private practice, it's a little bit um, slower paced, but different because you are oftentimes in different counties and in different courtrooms. So now I practice with my husband's law firm. It's Cambina's and Erie. The main office is out in Monticello in Jefferson County. Um, I'm based out of Tallahassee mostly because I have court oftentimes in Leon County, but I'm doing private criminal defense while also running for the position of the elected public defender, which people don't often know is an elected and voted on position in our circuit. So I'm venturing into the political world and campaigning, but as a criminal defense attorney.
0: Wow. So, okay. So definitely, I definitely did not realize that Mm -hmm. until you and I were chatting. Mm -hmm. And so um, what prompted you, like, what is it that drew you to wanting to run for that elected office? It's,
1: We have the ability and the power to make the most change in the system for our clients, for their families, and for our community. We, for me, I did my internship in law school 10 years ago, um, and I was blessed to be mentored and supported by some incredible attorneys in the public defender's office in um, Pinellas County. And the very first day of my internship, you know, as a 23-year-old, 24-year-old, starting out, you know, law student, I went to the juvenile detention center and we met with a 12-year-old boy who was shackled um, to the table. And it was something that I had never seen. It was something that I had never been around. And in that moment, you know, I think oftentimes we all have a signature moment or a moment that kind of, you know, I think even in the moment we recognize how powerful it was. Um, In that moment, I said, I will never Stand by and and let this be okay. So from there, I did an internship and I immediately came up to Tallahassee and started volunteering in the public defender's office and was there, you know, the whole time. Um, We've had a little bit of change in the office. And I think that my passion and my leadership is just a different style than there is currently what my driving force as a professional and as a mother and as a woman is that we can help our clients and that we should be helping our clients in a way that is the three C's I've been saying, that is compassionate, committed, and competent. Um, We should be the very best lawyers that we can be. I know oftentimes it's, it's, you hear stories of public defenders, I've been called a public pretender, I understand that this is a long history um, of distrust, and just maybe not fully understanding what we do or what we're capable of but we have incredible um, advocates and attorneys that do truly care about the work that we're doing and you know my kind of epiphany to run was just based on you know my hoping that we could do that better
0: yeah let's let's get into that a little bit because there really is this kind of stigma or this persona, especially if you think of you know look at any type of movie or TV show that um, has to deal that has to deal with the legal system and someone has been um, you know, given a public defender because they couldn't afford an attorney themselves and they're often portrayed as you know heartless or just completely or um, inept Mm -hmm. um, or just too busy to be bothered with uh, the situations that their clients have so um, what is that uh, what is it really like so what's the difference between what we see on tv and the and the persona that is portrayed, or that that reputation, versus what's really real.
1: Sure. I think it depends on the attorney. You know, I think it depends on which lawyer you get, um, how they interact with clients, how they handle their cases. I know for me, when you start out in misdemeanor, it's it's not uncommon that you will have 150 to 200 clients. I realize wow. that that is a lot. You know That is a lot. Sure. And it's not all the time. It, you know, it ebbs and flows, but I could tell you hands down who my client was, what they were charged with, what the offer was we had at the time, what we were looking at and what we were doing on that case. And there are lawyers in that office that can do that because they're committed and they're passionate. Sometimes, you know, it's not that way, and so you might get an attorney that you know doesn't answer your call or doesn't return your phone call or or doesn't know what's going on in the case. But the public persona, thanks to you know my cousin Vinny, and <laughs> candidly, a lot of these cases that are coming back now years later, um, where we're seeing ineffective assistance of counsel initially, or or cases that there were convictions or there were, you know, when they see us is the one I you know that I watched. And that I think everyone should watch, please. Um, even they had, you know, strong legal aid attorneys, but things were overlooked or things were, you know, not handled to the best um, that an attorney could be. So, I, the persona that has happened that has been going on for years is a conversation that we have to change and that we have to do better to regain that trust. And the way I did it in practice is I just made sure that my clients knew they could trust me, that they could get a hold of me, that they would know everything on their case that I knew. If I took a deposition, they would have a transcript. If they, if we had a court date, they would know what to expect of that court date. I was in touch with them. Um, okay. and I just think developing that relationship okay. is gonna take time, but I think it's important, and my hope is that we get away from
0: you know, that reputation. Yeah. Uh, And and true in any profession, there's always going to be some bad apples. There's always going to be, you know, someone who just doesn't quite cut the mustard. And so, um, it's almost as if no matter what, everyone kind of has to overcome whatever that, um, stigma is. But I love that, um, you show up, you know, you are committed to letting your clients know mm-hmm. that you are there for them and that you're touchable, you're reachable, sure. you're accessible to them mm-hmm. rather than being closed off. And, um, and through that, as you show up, sure. then of course that helps to build that rapport mm-hmm. um, with them and develop that relationship. I, I think that's so amazing and you're right, it's something mm-hmm. that is extremely needed. Um, when you and I had coffee, um, we got to talking about how you were sharing with me, how you would have a witness in a case, you know, who was a victim mm-hmm. of some tra- um, traumatic experience and then turn around and they would end up being a client sure. later on because they did something. So talk about that. What is that, um, what has that done to you and um because you have a very a very big heart as it relates to that matter that issue
1: Mm -hmm. and it's hard you know we we do have our own ethical constraints you know and issues if if there had been a a witness in a case that i had cross-examined or had you know had to be adversarial to then there's ethical restraints that we can't continue we would be doing a disservice to that client now. Where I see it is just in cases where, you know, we are seeing people who have been victimized or traumatized or, you know, part of a case as a victim and then come back years later, where I see the disconnect is I then go and ask for sympathy for them and ask for mercy for them or ask for not leniency, but a little bit more understanding as to why this person is now got a drug possession case or, you know, was breaking into cars or something. And I don't see that coming into play from the other side, you know, to recognize that these people had been through something and that we know why... They're in the, this situation now. Um, one of the big things that I have seen too, that in 10 years of practice, you know, I, I didn't expect is to represent a father and then years later represent his child and realize that I have represented both son and father or both daughter and mother. Um, and, you know, if we can't talk about that or address that or understand why that's happening yes we have to be the best lawyers we can be and and you can have rest assured when we walk into the courtroom i'm prepared and ready and i will throw every legal avenue and protection i have in your defense but if that's not enough then what is the solution and how do we make it so that our you know the purpose of the criminal justice system and the purpose of punishment is so that people don't come back so that it's fair so that it's enough so that they don't want to fool with the criminal justice system again, but not so that it changes and ruins the rest of their life because they're coming back. They're gonna be back in our society. They're gonna be back in our family. And we have to make sure that that welcoming back is still there to where there has been a lesson learned, but to where there's also a fresh start.
0: Right, right. Um, And so, that's not really happening. <laughs> right. that, that's not, that's the ideal. That's not really happening. What um, in your opinion, what um, you know, you're running for um, running for office. So what changes would you like to see, or would you like to bring in to help um, make those transitions a little more smooth as well as kind of, you know, diminish the recidivism right did i say that right you
1: did absolutely correct. you know i with amendment four and the changes we've seen i do think we're having a conversation now for returning citizens and returning you know family members to make sure that when they're coming home they have somewhere to go it and i think everyone agree would agree with this but if you come out of prison and you've got a felony conviction and you're on probation and court costs and fines that you've got to pay Where are the jobs? Where are you going to go and get work after that? We all know that to have a place to live and to have a car, you've got to have a job. So Mm -hmm. what I ask, you know, of my friends and my colleagues is, you know, give somebody a chance. If you see, okay, yeah, he had a grand theft charge from five years ago. Okay. You know, it was five years ago and and he paid his debt to society. I talked to someone the other day and they gave a great example of, you know, if you have a debt, on your Capital One card and you pay it off, you know, Capital One doesn't just keep sending you a letter every month saying, hey, remember you had that debt and you right. know, just want to remind you that it's out there.
0: That's a great analogy. Oh,
1: and it was hers. I give her full credit. It was a fantastic analogy, but it, it seems commonplace to us. And yet I have clients every day that call me and say, you know, I applied for this job, Miss Jessica. And, you know, they said, cause I had this charge or I applied for this job and they said, cause I'm still on probation. And so I write them letters, you know, I, I do everything I can to just say, you know, we, we entered a plea of no contest. We successfully completed our conditions and we're moving on.
0: Right. So
1: the conversation I think has to be us as a community, opening our hearts to those who have stumbled and to those who right. have made mistakes, um, to open up our hearts and our Resources to them in the courtroom, you know. I think, as a public defender's office and as the lawyers, we have to do a better job of fighting for better sentences, more leniency, you know, not significant incarceration. If people are going to prison, then that should be enough. It, we don't need to have probation and all these sanctions afterward. If people are going to be on probation, let's have the conditions and the sanctions be reasonably related to what the offense was or something that, you know, gives them a tool. Right. But they're not back,
0: you know? Right, right. And, you know, I, I totally can hear the passion in your voice every single time um, you talk about it. And so, you know, do you feel like this is what you were born to do, what you were created to do, your life's purpose?
1: That, ugh, makes me emotional you even asking it, and, and yes. <laughs> it is, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I know I meet my clients on what is the scariest day of their life. What is the hardest part of their life? What is oftentimes an embarrassing part of their life. Mm -hmm. And that's when I meet them. You know, we all have our, our purpose and our paths and our crossroads and that's when I meet them and I am hoping to give them some sense of hope and trust in me. I cannot, you know, change the evidence. I, I've represented clients who are on surveillance video. You know, that's, that's not a, a case where I can pull a magic wand out of a hat, but at the same time, I can give them my compassion and my commitment to, A, make sure that their rights are protected and respected. And B to make sure that they've got an advocate by their side that is trying to get the very best resolution in a very hard time for them. And you know, I the hardest part for me in deciding to run was leaving that office and leaving my colleagues and my clients and the relationships that I had treasured there. But do I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, this is what I was meant to do. Yes. You know, with every ounce of my being, I do.
0: So you had to leave in order for you to run for office, you had to leave what was comfortable, um, what was safe, what was familiar. um, What was it like? What was that decision making process like? What did you have to overcome either emotionally, internally, or even externally, um, in order to make that decision.
1: All of that. I mean, it it was, it was terrifying. And, you know, I think oftentimes we are exactly like you said, we are safe and we are comfortable and I would have been there forever. I hope to be there forever. Um, on a, just on a logistical side, you know, we have a family, we have children, I had health insurance, you know, I had financial commitment. We have student loan forgiveness. Those are decisions I think that, you know, businesswomen are making every day when they have a dream and are thinking, well, do I leave this behind? You know, this is health insurance for my children. Um, on a logistical standpoint, that was very hard to contemplate. Um, in my heart and in my profession, it was hands down the most difficult decision I have ever made, candidly, probably in my life. Um, the relation, you know, I've had both of my baby showers at that office. I have had thrown other baby showers. You know, the colleagues that I reach out to now um, that have been so supportive of this are the people that have come and gone through that office, come and gone through that office. And so, and it was fearful to, It was terrifying to think about going out into private practice to have to not have you know the luxury and and comfort of my safe space um and and that was hard it but it was the people and what gave me some comfort was knowing that my relationships that i had built were going to change and they might be a little different but they were still going to be there and i am so grateful um, for those people that have remained with me, even as friends, and maybe not, you know, ultimately as colleagues, but they, right. they have helped me
0: get through. That's awesome. Yeah, having a system of support, you know, people, champions, you know, sure. those people who are in your corner is whenever you're doing, do anything big or do anything mm-hmm. new, you know, it's always great to have uh, someone in your corner to help sure. kind of cheer you on. Be that, be that cheerleader. Be that, that cheerleader, seriously. You know, it's
1: like, everything.
0: Um, how I, I want to switch gears just a little bit and say, you know, how how do you incorporate faith in your work and and um, sure. what you do?
1: It's heavy, um, and it, I think for a long time I I was very much in denial just about the gravity and the weight of what I was doing, and just. You know if there was a bad outcome the next day it was just okay well there's something else to fight for and i can focus on that my faith especially as i've gotten older and had children is just what centers me and what grounds me we are on a hundred percent of the time we are mommy we are wife we are sister we are friend we are teacher we are lawyer we are all of these things in one um but Just knowing that I can take the time or just center myself and have my faith, it really gives me strength in knowing that there is a a bigger purpose and a bigger plan and a bigger um, journey that I I don't know what that is, you know, and, and that's not for me to carry, but it really grounds me. And I'll tell you that the clients my clients have changed my life and impacted my life. And I hope that I've done the same for them. And a lot of times it's just in them having faith or them having, you know, a focus or a purpose that, you know, they're using to get through this because as hard as it is for me, yeah. it's, it's much more for them and just sharing oftentimes, you know, I've, I've had clients pray with me. I've had clients, you know, bring me a plant. I've had clients just in whatever they you know, belief is it. It does get me through, and it helps me believe in you know the greater good of all of this. And knowing that even in my worst moments, and in my client's worst moments, there will be some good that comes out of it, maybe in a way we don't know, but in a way that he does.
0: Amen. Amen. I love that. Um, you know, in the age that we're living in. Um, more, you know, politics, mm-hmm. um, you know, elected office has really been a male dominated, um, field. Sure. <laughs> sure. And, but more and more women are stepping mm-hmm. up to the table and making that decision to run. And while I know you, you know, you haven't actually gone through the election yet, sure. but yeah. you- but you may you know you can't win mm-hmm. if you don't run mm-hmm. and right. so and right. so what advice would you have for other women who are considering some sort of elected office just do it
1: just do it you know i the the groups of women and the relationships that i have started to build just in having you know, these conversations is incredible. There, the passion and the drive that we have and are doing and are showing up for each other and working through is incredible. I promise you that there is going to be a group that lifts you and a group that gets you through it, you know, find your people and just do it. You know, I don't, I don't want to live with regret. I don't want to say I should have, I could have, you know, it's that voice within us that, so many women, I think, even you know the the strongest ones question. You know, should I do this? Should I put myself out there? And I know that it, it it's a lot to take on. But the examples that I have seen ahead of me, you know, I hope to set for those coming behind me. If you know, if you're blessed with a gift or you're blessed with something, you know, your job is to reach back and help. The next one up and so my advice is just to do it you know and honestly to just work you know just do the work and we don't all get you know lucky some people do but you've got to put in the work make yourself the best if there's something you're interested in take the courses read the books study what you can and make yourself the best because i know as an attorney i will never be there will never be anyone more prepared in that courtroom than me. I will be ready. I will know what's coming. And I think that's what we as women do. The other thing is we can multitask. We can do it all, you know? (laughs) We can cook dinner while preparing this and making this happen and, you know, picking up dry cleaning. It's just, we kind of have that natural ability. So if you're thinking about it, do it. Make yourself the best and do it.
0: I I love that. I love (laughs) that. Um. We're're we're, as we're wrap up here, sure. how can um, I want to make sure that uh, my listeners have an opportunity to connect with you if they um, want to find out how to um, help with your com- campaign or they just want to have a com- you know conversation with you sure. or just encourage you in um, in running um, or just want some advice on how they t- can play a role in um, Making, um, you know, being available and open to because the majority of my audience are small business owners. So, how okay. can they um, employ these yeah. people? Who, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, how can people what's the best way for people to connect with you?
1: Thank you, thank you very much. I would appreciate that. I am open to talking and getting coffee, and I'm so grateful that we've even had this opportunity. So, the campaign website is Yuri for, for PD, so it's Yuri Y E A R Y. F-O-R-P-D, so capital P, capital D, yuri for P That is the campaign website. Our law firm is Caminez, C-A-M-I-N-E-Z, Caminez and yuri PA. We have offices in Jefferson County and in Tallahassee, and we handle cases in the whole judicial circuit. Um, you can check us out on Facebook and social media. It's Jessica Yeri for public defender. We have a a Facebook site and a social media site that we are uploading as events. We go to, and just kind of our overall philosophies and thoughts on how we ultimately want to run the office to make the very best
0: lawyers for our clients. So I appreciate that. And
1: please feel free to reach out to me.
0: Awesome. Well, I will make sure to have links to um, all the different ways that you can connect with Jessica in the show notes. Um, so you can grab those, um, on on the acre FM site, Jessica, it has truly been a pleasure to sit down and chat with you again. And, you know, I wish you all the best. I am um, here to support you. And, um, I hope that just you being on the podcast, someone will hear a little bit more about um, your heart and why you're running for office and be a supporter for you, uh, you. As, as I am.
1: Thank you. And thank you for having this opportunity. I mean, this is how we all support each other, you know, networking and, and getting each other out there and giving each other the avenues that you said. And I appreciate it so much, Rosetta. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Oh, you are very welcome. Well, that is all for this episode. I hope you'll tune in again next week. And like I like to say, you were created on purpose and for a purpose. And so go out there and pursue it. Good night, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would help me get the message of purpose and prosperity out to as many believers as possible. You can do this by sharing the podcast with another purpose pursuer or by leaving me a five-star review on iTunes. Until the next episode, kingdom blessings.